This episode is so good, but also so weird. What was Matt doing? <laughs> what was his job? The weirdest plot line ever. Just like, like everyone's having like a good, like serious, like, you know, everyone, everyone's doing what they got to do. And Matt's over here just like fucking around with Enzo for some reason. Like, where is this plot going? It's like actually insane how much I don't care about their plot. And it's I'm like, absurd. I wish anything else was going on right now because, like, this is so lame. Like, who cares? And the, who the cares? fucked up thing is that the other thing that we could have going on this episode is Caroline's mom dying. That's that's what you have to right. look forward to when fucking right when fucking Tweedledee and Tweedledum are done fucking around. You have uh, the worst parent death we've had on TVD. Like. So upsetting. Everyone so upsetting. else sucks as a what? parent, okay? And for what? Everyone else, who cares if everybody else dies, all right? You guys all suck. But Liz? You're all terrible people. But Liz deserves to live, dude. So Her little speech up. at the end. Fuck it. Fuck, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys for that, for real. Also, is this the only on-screen parent death in TVD? I think it might be. You mean like we see them die in front of our eyes? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is. Well, because Elena and Jeremy's parents died off camera. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, I suppose I suppose Damon and Stefan did too, but their dad died in the past, they, so it like really doesn't count. And then the only other parent that I can think of... Oh, wait, we have, we have so many. There's, oh, um, no, right, Tyler's Tyler's parents. mom. <laughs> Child's parents. There's um. There's Caroline's dad. There's, oh, I forgot um, about Megamind. Yeah. There's Klaus's parents. You know the the Michelson family's uh, parents. Oh, true, true. I forgot that um, they died too, huh? Um. Who else? Who else? Do we have anyone else I can think of? Oh, we have um, season one. Anna, her mom dying. Oh, true. I forgot that her mom lived, served cunt, and then died. Right. Man, um, season one of the else? show was who good, else? wasn't it? Like, when you look yeah, back at it, just season one back was actually it. pretty good. Like, just thinking back, like, oh, that was so good. Um, simpler times. Cool. Simpler times. Did anyone else die? I can't think of any other parents who have died in this show. But that's a lot when you think that's about it. That's a lot, actually. Yeah, this is the only parent death that made me actively shed tears. Right, right. Like, I cried, as one should, if you have empathy. I cried watching this episode the first time fucking years ago, and I cried again today, damn it. No shame. I cried. I was on my couch crying <laughs> again. Like, t- like tears forming from my eyes, and all because Liz Forbes doesn't deserve to die. She did not deserve and this. I'm. So, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Uh, why? And the fact that um, the actress who plays her, I don't remember her name. Margaret McIntyre. Wrote, was, the, was the person who, like, initiated her dying. Like, how dare you? Yeah, that was kind of funny, actually, though. Imagine you're just like, <laughs> hmm, I don't want to, like, be bothered with acting anymore. What if, what if my character just died? Yeah, uh, <laughs> so fucked up. So shall we? fucked up. We shall. Hi, hi, hello.
Hello everyone, welcome back to Friday's Vampire's Fancast, only 10 years too late. This week, we are watching Season 6, Episode 14, Stay. Written by Brian Young and Caroline Dries, directed by Chris Grissomer? Um, I think Chris... Chris is a... Has directed a lot of episodes of TVD and the originals. He did a lot of really good eps of the originals, actually. He did the pilot. Oh, wow. And a ton of other ones. But the pilot... Man. Chris Gismer. And this episode, I will admit, kind of... It did slap. It did. Yeah. It was good. It was good. I'm B. I'm joined by my co-host, Jordan. Say hi, Jordan. Hello. Because what an episode. We don't have a Brian Descripto this time, which is so sad. So we're just going to use, again, the first uh, the first sentence of the wiki description. Thank you, Vampire Diaries. Wiki, you're my best friend, my only friend. Mm-hmm. It's Jeremy's last day in Mystic Falls, and Elena puts on a brave face as they reminisce about their past. <sighs> Can I just say something? Mm-hmm. It's so funny that Elena and Jeremy get stoned this episode when today is 420, y'all. We are recording this on 420. We got to watch another weed episode of TVD. I kind of forgot that they were like good siblings until this. This Until they were sitting out back getting stoned together. I was like, oh yeah, you guys are like good siblings, actually. I think I also, while watching it, I was reminded that they're technically cousins. Cousins, I think. Technically, they're cousins, yeah, but they were raised as siblings, so they're siblings. Right. That's how cousins it counts. Cousins raised as siblings, so... Um, but I just, you know, we never... Again, I've we've said this before. We never get any, like, bonding moments anymore. I know! Like, between mm-hmm. any of the characters, they're always, like, doing shit. So, and and things are always so high stakes. There's, like, never any bonding moments between people who are supposed to be siblings or between people who are supposed to be friends. Like, it's kind of upsetting a little. It feels like that was so prevalent throughout, like, the first couple of seasons. And now they just, like, have stripped it back because, I guess, things have gotten so absurd. They're like, we don't need that in there. Yeah. And just like, yeah, we've talked about how like nobody's like friends on this show anymore. (laughs) Nobody's out here doing like normal shit, like being friends. So, right. I think it's so fucked up. God, this episode has so many good bonding moments between characters, but like at what cost? (laughs) Truly at what cost? This episode. This fucking episode, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we get our bestie, Sheriff Forbes. And I love the way this episode is bookended by Forbes women in hospitals with the lights going on in the background. I am obsessed. So, Liz... Uh, is we get a flashback to 2009, I think, um, mm-hmm. where she gets the call uh, that Gilbert and... Or sorry, Gilbert. Miranda and Grayson Gilbert. Jesus Christ. We haven't mm-hmm. talked about Elena's parents in a while. I've just completely forgotten <laughs> them. So uh, that the Gilbert family has been, has went off a bridge 
or went off the bridge and uh, two of them are dead. The only survivor is Elena. We also never, so like, it's like this really good, you guys need to watch this episode. The cinematography is chef's kiss because it's like the red and blue like police car lights are filtering in through the hospital windows and Liz Forbes like watches Elena get rolled away um as she's like under some like shock blankets and stuff and it's just like the way that like Liz like <sighs> leans on the wall and the red and light red and blue lights filter off it it's just like it's so good this is cinema babes mm-hmm. this is cinema <laughs> i i think Again, that has to do with like direction, and like mm-hmm. you said, this this guy he directed the pilot episode of, um, of the original. So like, he I think he just is like good at this. She's good at this job. Yeah, he also directed a ton of TVD episodes. He does like three or four a season, basically since season mm-hmm. three, and then he does like three or four a season for all of the originals, and then he did two episodes of Legacy. So like, this man knows the he style. Knows what he's doing. He has been yeah. here. He is He's here. a veteran. He's a journeyman at this, man. Also, I don't remember this, and maybe you do. I admittedly, being the TVD expert, don't know. Brian's not here this week. Um, Why wasn't Jeremy in the car? I think he, he was... Was he not with them when they were, were coming home because they went to go pick up Elena from somewhere? Well... Was what that we, it? What we discover here is that what what hap- what they say happened is that they were heading to the lake house. Yeah, but like Jeremy said the last the last words he said to his mom was the thing about the the weed, right? So maybe Jeremy was just grounded and couldn't go on this little trip. Yeah. So they just didn't take him. I think him. that's Yeah, I think that's what happened. <laughs> because <laughs> jenna wasn't with them either right he was probably grounded at home with jenna and it was like a school trip for them as a little trip for them and elena <laughs> <laughs> that's so uh, fucking funny no wait no because they were on their way home weren't they no i think they were on their way out no because they said why didn't they take the other road that would have gotten them 10 minutes quicker home. I think that's what Damon said. Yeah, but then why didn't Elena mention the fact that they were on a vacation? I thought they were coming. I thought they were going too. I think I think what happened was that they went to go pick up Elena from somewhere. And then they crashed on the way back. And then they were going to all go on that vacation, which is why the luggage was in there. Right, right, right. Okay, sure. Again, th- I'm so sorry, longtime TVD fans. Uh, it's just me We're and Jordan. We don't have the TVD expert here. You can fucking send us hate mail or whatever all you'd like. This is just <laughs> this is just what we remember and what we're trying to we're put back together. It. We're we're winging it. Okay, we're trying. Jeremy's gotten into this cool art school, which apparently starts its semester earlier than high schools graduate. Which is interesting. They do not explain that at all. I don't understand why Elena like, thinks that Jeremy is actually going to art school. I'm gonna be so real with you right now. I, I like understand like us. <laughs> <laughs> I understand like maybe like it starts right after you graduate because it starts early, but like before graduation starts. Yeah, like come on. 
Like that makes no sense. Come on, Elena. I would I would say Elena does not have enough life experience, but she's also she's in college right now. So no, like I don't know. I just think I just think it's kind of fucking stupid. You know, like, I just think, like, this is so, like, nobody should be, nobody should be surprised that Jeremy is actually going away to fight vampires because he's starting his art school semester a month before he actually graduates. Get out of here. Get out of here. (laughs) Anyway, Elena and Damon are sitting down with Jeremy's principal to convince him to let Jeremy graduate early to go to art school. And the principal is like, Jeremy's not going to graduate, period. Like, he doesn't have the range. So they compel compel the principal into letting Jeremy graduate early. They're, they're... Uh, he that that teacher or super, or president or superintendent whatever principal. blah 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 principal he's so savage and like mean like okay you didn't have to say it like that like wow i mean he's right he's right but, but you still. don't need to say it you're an education professional that's fucked up dude right you're supposed to be in charge of the students like if someone gets into school early maybe you should like encourage them to like continue that not bring it down and said oh no that can't happen absolutely not the other thing is that you learned that like the gang has been doing a terrible job of making people believe that like they're normal because the principal's like yeah i do remember the four months where jeremy faked his own death and he says that like everybody in town like they're not even trying to act normal anymore right but also, why didn't you just, just compel a whole bunch of people? Like, why didn't you compel hello? like a doctor to give some medical? Like, what is going on here? Hello? And then the other thing is that later on, they're like, they keep mentioning how Alaric can't go to certain places because everyone thinks he's been dead. It's yeah. like, can we not figure out a magical solution for that? Like, he he was in the Mystic Falls Hospital alive, right? Like, like can we just like earlier this let's, season let's, he was in the right. Mystic Falls Hospital alive with Joe? Like, you guys literally could say something like, "This is Alaric's long lost twin brother," and, and everybody he's, believes he's coming to Mystic town. Falls is full of the dumbest people this side of the right, Mississippi River, right? But it, but instead, you're just like, "Oh no, you can't! You got to keep out of hiding." You're you're they dead. really could only get Matt Davis for like two hours. And they were like, fuck, we got to shoot these two scenes. And he just has to walk away. Like, it's so dumb. <laughs> also, in this fucking principal scene with Elena and Damon, Elena mentions that they compelled Jeremy into art school. So they... So, so when Jeremy doesn't go to art school, they'll know. Because they compelled him into it. <laughs> I. This show's fucking stupid and it pisses me off. Yeah. But again, all yeah. of these stupid shenanigans are also happening during one of the most heartbreaking episodes of TVD ever. And you just have to sort of like sit there and accept it. And you're like, come on, man. Are we supposed to be mourning right now? The boys are having a. 
send off at the Mystic Grill to uh, for Jeremy. And uh, Alaric gets up to like clear out some beer bottles off a table and just never returns to the scene. He's gone <laughs> for the entire episode until the Wait. last five minutes. He's You're literally so, here, I didn't even realize. Walks away to throw some stuff away and disappears <laughs> into the ether. And his explanation was like, oh, they don't want, he doesn't want Alaric. Alaric doesn't want to be seen. Excuse and me. And like, in the empty Because the ground, town will know. That's what you're doing? Like, come on, man. It's so, so stupid. Like, oh my gosh. They just needed him to do something this episode for real. They really, like, he was contractually obligated to be in 18 episodes this season. So they were like, fuck, we got to stick one Alaric scene in here. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Enzo's, part of Enzo's plan to fucking wreak havoc on Sarah Salvatore's life is to get her into Mystic Falls to take pictures of the grill. Uh, basically, this is like paid photography work and she makes some joke about how she's like, listen, um, normally the pictures I take are a little darker, but normally I don't get paid, so I'll do it, which is such like a... (laughs) Which is such an artist moon where you're like, listen, man, this is not the kind of art I do, but I do like making money. So yeah, mm-hmm. I will. I, I'm right, the person right. for this job. For sure. For sure. I love that. Damon and Elena show up. Damon gives uh, Jeremy a graduation cap and also a little uh, going away present, which is one single joint. It's not even that big. <laughs> just one like average size joint caroline and stefan are fixing up uh the forbes cabin and basically they're going to um the whole point is to sort of give uh caroline's mom like end of life care like palliative care here so it's like nice peaceful in nature etc etc um caroline and stefan they're so funny they're my besties this episode they're getting into I, so many rom-com I, shenanigans. I love them so much. They're getting into so many fun shenanigans. This is what I mean when I'm like, I don't get people who don't like them. Because they're so fun. Right. They're so, so fun. Love them so much. Like, she has to, like, fish his phone out of his pocket. She sees him with, like, his sleeves all rolled up and she can see his muscles. Like... <laughs> She, she she likes him so much too like yeah she likes him so much she, it's stupid like, she, she like keeps fishing for answers to her questions you're like caroline come on you know damon finds liz in her old file or in her old office looking through open case files uh damon is gonna help her close a few she wants to close all these out before she dies which i think is so god i love live i love liz forbes Mm -hmm. um basically he's like hey sorry i'm gonna confess to like all of these right now so you can rest easy and he does he just goes through and like looks at which ones are his which ones are stefan's he's just these two are such a fucking comedy duo and I hate that we forgot about it. Uh, they're like, I feel like, again, Damon is the best when he's, well, when he's like with certain characters, right? 
Damon is the best when he's not with Elena. Right. Correct. But also, like, I think it's so funny how, like, they keep bringing up the different facts about him, um, like, being, like, a criminal, basically. The worst. Like, literally. Right. But, like, and they're like, oh, but, like, isn't this funny? Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, every time they bring it up, I'm like, sure, it's funny now. But, like, he never really gets any consequences for his actions, does he? Yeah, like, like, he's literally confessing to multiple murders to the chief of police of this town. And, um, nothing. But also, like, later on, he he jokes about, no, I think earlier on, he jokes about, like, if he tells Elena, he'll kill Jeremy again. Like, okay. We get it. So we're just joking about the fact that you did murder your girlfriend's little brother. That's so cool. Right, right. I love joking, like, about stuff like that. The last case file that Liz Forbes has open is the case of the Gilbert's death, basically. So she is trying to get some closure on it. And she says uh, that, like, Miranda Gilbert had this weird message that she sent to her, that she sent to Liz two hours before their death. And it was just like a, hey, when you get this, call me ASAP sort of thing. So there's that. That's sort of, it's a really good, I just, it's like a really good writing device to base an episode around because throughout the series, we're always sort of wondering what was going on there. And I think it's a good sort of like mirroring the end of Liz's life with the end of Elena's normal life. And I do, I really like that. I thought it was also very nice because it got to frame Elena losing her parents against um, Caroline losing her mom. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think was also a really good um, parallel to kind of draw throughout the episode. It was a nice like little theme they had going on. They also had the boys, the Salvatore boys both mentioned their mom at some point mm-hmm. this episode. And mm-hmm. so I really yeah. like that all of them were reflecting on their parents who are gone or about to be gone. I really, really did. Even, even if it's small or whatever, um, Matt also mentions like um, Enzo threatening his mom. Yeah. You know? So, a lot of it's like a little bit. This episode. A lot of it everywhere. A little bit of it everywhere. At the grill, Jeremy steps out back to enjoy uh, Damon's goodbye present, but Elena busts him because she has supernatural smell and is also very quiet, uh, which I think is very <laughs> funny. Objectively, the funniest way to use your vampire powers is to sniff out your little brother's weed, actually. (laughs) This is where they explain away that Alaric left because he's worried that someone might recognize him when he's supposed to be dead. When again... Just make up something. Like, oh my God. He came back to life in the Mystic Falls Hospital, gang. It's just so annoying. Just lie. Just lie better. You're all so bad at lying. Lie better. Like, be better liars. (laughs) Literally. Um, so Elena's initially like, no, I'm not going to let you smoke pot right here. But then eventually she's like, you know what? Fuck it. We're siblings. Yeah. Give me your lighter. Let's smoke pot. Like, it's your last day in town. Fuck it. Why not? (laughs) Why not? And again, these two are like. 
they're good siblings. Like I kind of forget how, like I kind of, I feel like we haven't gotten especially sibling content in like forever. (laughs) I agree. Like we haven't gotten this since like, fuck season four at the latest, but I think it was probably long before that when we got actual, actual good sibling content. And it's crazy because like for like the first part of the show Elena and Jeremy were kind of like so close to one another in a way that Elena was looking up for Jeremy all the time. Mm-hmm. Like she was kind of his number one priority. She he is the one who kind of drew her to go insane and turn off her humanity because she lost him, right? So like it's crazy that they were so close at one time, like as portrayed on the show, that she would be affected by his death in that way. She you know, burned Versus- down her childhood home because of him. Like, come on. Right. And now it's just like, oh, they kind of like know each other, except for this one time where they get stoned. Like, yeah, the writers so- are so bad at like keeping the relationships consistent and like showcasing them. The other thing is, like, I don't know, it's just so, it's, Jeremy is such a victim of the bad writing and bloated cast as this show went on, because, like, Mm -hmm. season one, he was getting, like, interesting storylines with, like, Anna, and he was, like, he and Elena were both experiencing the supernatural in different ways, and they sort of, Mm -hmm. they were mirrors, they were echoing back and forth, and then after time, like, after season three, it was, like, you should have just so sorry to them, but I think they should have like kicked off half the boys from this show. Yeah. Like, they're kind of just go to pointless. Wait, get out. Like it was just so it was just, they very clearly didn't know what to do with him, especially after season four, which is why they fucking killed him for a while. Like mm-hmm. it's just, God, I miss season one, Jeremy and Elena. Like they were, siblings yep i guess when your sibling gets revealed as your cousin you kind of like step apart from one another i guess but also like they're still they're still besties it just it fucking pisses me off so bad yeah Back at the cabin, caroline brings out the bike that she learned to ride her bike on that she learned to ride on and God, this fucking bike. This bike and the flashback attached to it make me so fucking emo. Um, she sees Stefan fixing a light, looking very, looking very like Bob the Builder, very, <laughs> very cute <laughs> handyman. Uh, and she sort of like gives him an out to leave if he wants to be anywhere else. And he's like, no, absolutely not. This is where I want to be. Uh, I love them. I love them. I love them so much. They're my Yeah, besties. me too. I love them. Back in uh, her office, Liz asks Damon why he and Stefan were both in town the night of the crash. Damon's like, you know, I had a mom too. She died around that time. In good years, both Stefan and I go to leave flowers on her grave, which I actually really like. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, like I can't they, remember if they, it is or not the real reason why he was in town, but if it is, I actually like that as that being sort of one of those rituals that you keep when you're of your Even right when mind. when you're a vampire. Yeah. Right. And I think also it's really nice too, because it really does remind you of the fact that, um, he and Stefan both were really close to their mom. Mm-hmm. Way closer than they were to their father who ended up trying to hunt them down. Yeah. And it kind of just reminds you of that relationship that they had. Damon asks why the Gilberts were on Wickery Bridge when it was like way out of the way to get anywhere they were trying to go. And there's no skid marks and the trunk was full of luggage. Like why were they, where were they going? What was going on? So Liz calls Elena and Jeremy, but Elena's like too stoned and too scared to answer. Also off of one <laughs> joint, girly, you're a vampire. Yeah, well, she's never had one before. Oh, well, yeah, she's a vampire. I was going to say she's never tried it before. So maybe so, that's why. Yeah, she gets the first time pass, but she is a vampire and does sober up like immediately. So I wonder if weed just like hits like a truck for vampires and then it's gone. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, but then Damon calls, he tells Elena to sober up and get over to the police station, uh, to, cause they like have shit they need to talk about, whatever. As soon as Elena leaves, Enzo shows up to lurk by Jeremy and, uh, when Enzo calls Matt, then Enzo calls Matt to demand that he brings Sarah to a weird tunnel. And when Matt resists and says like, that's cool. Uh, Jeremy is under my foot quite literally right now. So get your shit Do together. Do what they say. Which right. like, oh my God. This plot's fucking useless. This plot's so good. Right. Like who cares? Who, who cares? cares? Like I sure don't. She's so, this like, it's so, it's just so unnecessary it's so unnecessary like no one needed it actually i'm good and i wish they would just like get rid of them i wish they just get rid of them because there's literally no reason for them to be a part of this show anymore because they're not doing anything useful like who cares i like i literally could care less about where this plot point with sarah is going like there's no like not only is there no interest from me, but from me, but there's also no urgency in the plot whatsoever. Like, how many episodes? It's been like two or three episodes, and I still don't know what Enzo is like doing. Again, Enzo's whole plan is so stupid, and like again, not to be rude or anything, but like get over it. Like, who cares anymore? Like, he holds a grudge better than me, and like that's saying something. Like, but also like. He didn't hold a grudge against Damon for that long. Right. Damon again did leave him for like 70 years of torture. And he's just like, I, anyway, we're best friends, by the way. Like, right. Stefan caused you some minor discomfort for like a week and a half. And it's so crazy because like his character just feels so aimless. Right now, Enzo does, which is so unfortunate. Because Enzo was so fucking cool. Do you remember? He was like, 
And it's crazy because when he was first introduced, I thought he'd be here and gone the next day. But Michael Malarkey, he's just too good. They were like, they were, I thought he was going to be like, all right, ha- ha- here I am. I'm here to introduce a new plot point. And I'm just like a little villain for a moment. And then I'll be off on my way. No, you're still here for some reason. Like he was, I feel like he, <laughs> you know, when Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Those little, like you know, the little uh, carrot, the little um, what is it called, monsters or whatever, that are introduced, and then at the end of the episode, they reveal who the actual bad guy is. It's like yeah. an actual, it's just a human. Like he felt like that. It was like, oh, here's Enzo. He's the bad guy, like for an episode. Like twist. Here's his plot point. Blah 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 blah. The, and then he just stayed past it, and I'm like, why is Enzo still here? Like, did anyone actually want this? Did anyone ask for this? Why is this happening right now? And that's how I feel about Enzo. He just feels like way he he has stayed way past his needed to be here point. And now we're just in this weird limbo where I'm watching you do stuff I don't care about. Yeah, and it's just so. Again, unfortunate. I think you could probably take away Enzo, Matt, and Jeremy from this show and not make a damn difference. Right. They're like side characters. Like, get rid of the fluff. I think... Here's the thing. (laughs) Can I be controversial yet brave, as Brian would say? Go ahead. I think... People have a lot of nostalgia for a 22-episode season season of TV. Which is fair. I also <laughs> think it TV writing is stronger than it has ever been because we've been getting less twenty-two episode seasons. So I think we're not used to seeing these like annoying side plots that like just are sort of there for like eight episodes. Mm-hmm. And so oh, I think you TVD mean that's why we're frustrated by it. TVD but especially, like, I think, would be better if it was an 18-episode season. I agree. I agree. Like, I feel like there is fluff, but you but you have to do it well. You yeah, know what I like, mean? They Like, I, I don't mind fluff, but, like, if it's pointless, aimless fluff in the way that, like, it doesn't feel like it's useful to, the, to anything, like, you don't make me interested in it in any way... Then what am I watching it for? The thing is that I think the problem with this specific subplot is that it's taking up so much of like four different characters time. If it was just like if it was just a subplot that was purely taking up one character's time. okay. But this is like this is Jeremy and this is also Enzo and this is also Matt and this is also Sarah's deal. And like, I'm so sorry. This show already has too many characters. Right. And then I think the other thing is like, I don't mind if it was like four people going off and doing a specific thing together. Like they're like a contained unit and like they're just like they're like a little like squad. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not even like they're a little squad. They're all like four, like kind of four separate things being strung together with one another. And it just feels so bad. It feels forced. It feels so bad. So I think that my point is, and we, I vaguely remember we talked about this in our season one finale episode with Lena Morgan, who went mm-hmm. on to then write 
Ford Legacies, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is still so funny, um, <laughs> is that some of these episodes of TVD could just be taken out of the deck and the, right. the season would be stronger for it. Right. I know, I know we have so much nostalgia for a 22 episode season of TV and I do too. I miss it real. I miss it so bad. I miss it like a hole in my head, but man, we also have to admit that sometimes these CW shows, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You feel like 22 episodes or 24 episodes for this. Okay. I feel like there's like a middle, right? Where like 22 is too much for some people, but also like eight. Eight is too little. If you go high teens, that's the magic number. If you go 16 to 20, that's good. But if you have eight, get out of here. Like there was, I don't know if you ever watched a show, but there was a show on ABC Family called Switched at Birth. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And they like had, what was it? They like never, they had seasons that were, they had one, the first season that was delineated by four separate parts and they just like never called it the next season. It was just like one season, part A, part B, part C, part D. But it felt like part C and D could have just been a second. Like, why didn't you just call it a second season? Yeah. They got their episode orders all weird. Yeah. Right. Well, a lot so of then, folks did, especially in 2007 during the writer's strike. We had a lot of those sort of, like, Gossip Girl, I remember, what the first season only has, like, 16 episodes because of the writer's strike. And so they had, like, right. month-long breaks before they had three more episodes or something. And also, side note, it's probably going to happen again because WJ writers <laughs> right. are going to go on strike again, probably. Right. Uh, We're probably going to see so. a, a lot of changes in the entertainment industry pretty soon. Yeah. Um, side note, uh, support your fucking local TV writers and also the right. crew. And also, fuck a streaming executive. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> oh, God. Um, do your part on a sinking ship. Bully a streaming executive off of Twitter today. Um, <laughs> just start fucking firing rounds off the Titanic, gang. We can do it. I believe in us. I believe we can cyber bully these motherfuckers till the end. Yes. High teens in terms of episodes, number of episodes. That's like, I feel like the magic number. Like 16, 18. That gives you enough time to like build out relationships build out story arcs but not like so much to like have you could still have fluff but not as much fluff as a 22 episode season would give you you know because the problem with like six eight episodes seasons is that what can you really do in that little amount of time did you see um that what show was it? A League of Their Own? I never watched it, but oh my I have god, friends they got four it. episodes for their quote unquote final season like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you saying right now? Like, that's not a season. That's not that's a season. A, that's a, here you go. That's the end of the show. That's just some Finish episodes. The season. Right. Like, that's, that's a, just that's a couple That's a whole episodes. legacies mini arc right there. That, that, that's, that's literally just, you should, you should just call it a special. Just call it a special because that's what that is. Yeah. Like a special ending. Like. Yeah. Oh my God. Or the two part made movie and you'd be good. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Like that pissed me off so bad. Like that's not a season of TV. Let's not make a four episode season of TV a thing. Cause that's not how that works. No. It's not a thing. 
I, uh, so frustrating. It's just so annoying. Anyway, what, I, what I'm saying is this episode, this season is 22 episodes long. Uh, and I think if it was 20, we would have had a much tighter season overall. Yeah. That's just yeah. what I'm saying. And we've talked about this before and I'm right. Anyway, <laughs> at the cabin, Caroline starts to have a little bit of a control meltdown based on the responsibility of choosing what book could be her mom's last book. And I love it when they remind us that Caroline really does have like very deep seated control issues. (laughs) Not to be rude to her. She just has OCD, but like, God, girl, I feel you. She's like, she needs a little, um, she needs therapy so bad. Yeah. So badly. She needs therapy and like a CBD gummy stat. Like, She needed to smoke that joint. She needed that joint more than Elena did. Let's be so real right now. At Liz's office, Elena doesn't know why her parents took Wickery Bridge that day. And she was like really surprised that there was luggage in the trunk. Elena was apparently Mm -hmm. texting Bonnie when they crashed. So she doesn't know why there were no skid marks. And um, Elena leaves to find out what Jeremy knows. Damon sees Liz get light on her feet. Hey, reminder, she's actively dying. She's doing pretty well for a woman with, like, stage 10 vampire cancer. So, honestly, I don't know why Caroline's not here with her this whole time. I'm going to be so real with you. She's like, Caroline's not thinking. Her control tendencies made her miss her mom's death. Let's be honest. Yeah. She was like, she was being too controlling in nature. She wasn't thinking in her right mind. And then it's got out of hand. Yeah, exactly. Um, Matt leads Sarah to the tunnel that Enzo directed him to. Sarah sort of mentions that she doesn't have a boyfriend. They're so cute, whatever. Um, Enzo calls (laughs) Matt and leads Matt to the middle of the road where he then fucking runs him over, which I think is the funniest part of this episode. It's Matt getting his shit slammed. (laughs) It came out of nowhere. He was like step three, like three steps to the like right. He was was making Matt do the whole fucking cha cha slide before he just hit his ass. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, oh my God. Oh. I can't too much at the Stefan. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) At the cabin, comma, Stefan is trying to reassure Caroline that her mom's final moments aren't what matters. It's everything that came before. Wow. Uh, They, oh God. Stefan acknowledges Caroline's control issues. Um, he tells her that like your mom did tell me to look after you, but that's not why I'm here right now. He, he oh. says something cute. Like when you told me that you hated me, it was the worst thing I'd ever heard or something like that. And she's like, I think we both know I never really hated you. They kiss. It's so oh my good. God. It's so good. It's such a good kiss too. The light behind them. The oh, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for times I've like been these. For this. <laughs> like, like, can I just like? There hasn't been a nice, cute little moment like this in a, in a hot second. 
The All thing right. is that Delena had their kiss last episode or the episode before, but we both but it was just Delena's not the same. Like, Fuck that kiss. This kiss, though, we are fucking on our feet, cheering, screaming, crying, throwing up. With Delena, they're never like that sweet with one another. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't have that mm-hmm. t- sort of vibe with one another. They've never had that sort of vibe. That was always like more of a Stelina thing. Let's be honest. Let's be real here. Yeah. And yeah. like the closest I think we had to that probably was like Bonnie and Jeremy. But Bonnie is like away in a in a prison world right now. So we haven't had that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we just haven't gotten a good like swell of music kiss with a couple that I give a shit about in a while. Right. Right. And like, oh, the music was perfect. Like, mm, the music mm, was mm, so mm. perfect. The lighting was so perfect. The camera. Oh, oh, I love them. I love them. These fucking just like. They make me feel so emo. They make me feel fucking insane. (laughs) and like finally we have our sterile moment like the whole i've it's been building from to this yeah since like for how long you know yeah like with i mean obviously stelena was a thing so We've but been like for a while, but, I've been waiting for a right. good kiss. Like I feel like Jeremy and Bonnie never even got like good kisses either, because the show fucking yeah. hates Bonnie. Right. Like this has been a good a good kiss. We haven't had like a really good one of these in a while, and I like them together. They're cute. They have great chemistry. Obviously, you can see that in this scene. Um. I'm so glad we got that moment. Like I'm I was so just, glad. I was like, I was like jumping up and down when we got to that part. I was like, yes, are they going to, I was like, are they going to, are they going to, and then they I did. Know, and the buildup was so good. Just the way that they were like staring at each other for a while. And like, oh, oh. and like, it's also was so good because like, you can feel that it was coming the entire episode. Like, yeah, like, like it was, it was, it was bound to, to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that's so right. good. Yeah, I know that's right. Back in the tunnel, uh, Sarah has apparently called 911. Good job, girl. Uh, and she's waiting for an ambulance to arrive. Matt tries to tell her to leave, but Enzo strolls up and he's like, oh, I was just in the area and I heard you screaming. What's up? Uh, Enzo puts on his best little like altruistic, like good Samaritan act and tells Sarah to remain calm. And then he vamps out, feeds Matt his blood and then runs off. Thanks, Enzo. I'm glad that was your good <laughs> fucking master plan all along. Right, right. You're such a fucking... Enzo, the fact that I know that your character gets good again soon is like, ugh. Wait, he does? Yeah, he gets... I really like him in season eight. I'm sorry. <laughs> he has a relationship with another character and you're like, oh, this is really, really good, actually. You're like, oh, this might be the OTP for this character, for these two. Wow. Like, that wow. might be, okay. like, the ship for those two. Okay. And the fact that it's in fucking season seven or eight is so painful. Anyway. 
Elena finds Jeremy battered back at the Salvatore house. And after checking that he's okay, she tells him about Liz's questions. And he's like, oh, yeah, mom caught me smoking pot in my room. And she put on a big show of getting mad and calling the sheriff. She was going to have Liz arrest me or like book me basically to scare me. Mm -hmm. And Elena's like, oh, okay. So she tells Damon, who then tells Liz... And they sort of put it all together like there was a storm the day before that put a power line across the shorter route home, which is why the Gilberts were on Wickery Bridge. The bridge had big drainage issues before it was renovated and it was probably slick. Thus, there were no skid marks. And Liz sort of realizes that this mystery that has plagued her for a while now, I think, is Mm -hmm. no mystery at all. And I actually really like this. I can't remember if this gets redacted upon at some point later. I don't know. I think maybe it. I don't know. Um, But like I like Liz discovering that it wasn't a mystery. It was just a collection of facts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I really like that. It like. mm -hmm. I feel like in in a way it kind of. Ends her arc pretty well. Yeah. Because like, you know, after spending so many years in Mystic Falls, trying to get down to the bottom of what was going on over there, and then learning about vampires, right? She's had to cover up so many things that were the Mm -hmm. cause of like these mystical elements happening. I think it's nice that at the end, she got the answer to all of her questions. And the most biggest one that she thought could have had some sort of magical explanation behind it just ended up being sometimes life sucks and like just like does things like things just happen for inexplainable reasons. Yeah. Sometimes that's just how it is. Yeah. There's no easy answer. And I think that's a really cool way to end her character arc on. Yeah. Um, And she like expounds upon it a little bit more right before she dies, which. Oh, yeah. Man, man. Um. So she asks uh, Damon to call Caroline and tell her that Caroline can surprise her tomorrow. Uh, and Liz leaves her badge on her desk and walks out. Uh, at the Salvador house, Elena gets the update from Damon, but she urges Jeremy to go on with his plans to leave town. She offers to drive him to the airport and Larek's like, no, you stay here. I'll drive him to the airport. Because Alaric's here again, I guess. <sighs> Fucking hate this show sometimes. I also hate Matt Davis. You're a fucking transphobic piece of shit, my guy. Fuck you, Matt Davis. Fuck you, Matt Davis. I hate that he's still like in with the Legacies cast. Because he's yeah, such a fucking so freaky annoying. weirdo. Like they just had a yeah. con like last week and he was there. And I just like Ugh. can we not? Can we not? Like I get he's like a part of the show or whatever, but also He's, Can we forget he exists? Like I would rather. Legacies would have been stronger if we had done that. 
It's just <sighs> whatever. Um, Damon helps Liz get settled into her own bed. He can tell that she's sort of disappointed. There's no bigger reason for the Gilbert's death. And she sort of like, she lets herself. She like gives herself like a moment of pity, which I like. She's like, you know, I've lived a good fucking life and I'm a good person and I'm still dying, which I think is so good. You're allowed to be upset that you're a good human and you're surrounded by asshole vampires and you're the one kicking the bucket. Like you're allowed to be upset about that girl. Right, right. It is unfair. It's very much unfair. And, uh... Liz tells Damon to tell Caroline how proud she is of her. And he's like, you know, you can tell her yourself, actually. Um, Damon tucks her into bed uh, and he shares that he wrote his mother's eulogy when she died, but he didn't go to the funeral. And Liz uh, asks him to write hers. Just no stupid, dirty jokes. Uh, She Hmm. asks him for a drink. He turns around to go get it. And then when he turns back, uh, Liz is unconscious. <sighs> I actually really like this scene. I really like these two. Me too. Like, Damon writing his mother's eulogy, but then not going to the funeral because it hurts too much and he just can't confront his emotions, which is a chronic thing throughout his life. It's just so, yeah. I just I really feel for him and it's weird because I don't really feel for Damon most of the time I know again usually I fucking hate Damon but I like I like Damon when he's with Liz (laughs) they have a fun little buddy cop thing going on right and it's the only time fucking Damon isn't annoying me half to death (laughs) Uh, after getting Damon's call, Caroline arrives frantic to the hospital, but she's too late. Liz has slipped into a coma. Um, the doctors are saying that it won't be long now. Stefan calls Tyler to come back to town. Caroline cries over the fact that she wasn't with her mom to say goodbye. And he suggests that she still can. Stefan suggests that she still can, right? Yes. Because Stefan is a good boyfriend. <laughs> um, Alaric drives Jeremy. I hate that this really dramatic scene with Caroline's mom is split up by this fucking clown to clown communication fest with Alaric and Jeremy. I fucking hate that we got to stop and go to the clown convention. Like, come on. Um, Alaric drives Jeremy to the airport heavy air quotes uh which is basically just the bus stop and he hands jeremy's a bag of vampire killing tools and gives jeremy a lead on animal attacks heavy air quotes near santa fe uh jeremy surprise of all surprises is not going to college uh he's actually leaving to be a vampire hunter and there he and alaric are hiding that fact together uh, Alaric promises to send him leads and let him know if Bonnie ever comes back. All right. 
I wish Alaric would have just gone with Jeremy. I think it would have been better if they'd both just disappeared, but whatever. <laughs> I'm a Matt Davis hater and I'm proud. What do you want from me? Nope, I agree. Uh, back at Liz's bedside, Stefan guides Caroline on how to live in Liz's memories. And we've seen this a few times before. Most notably uh, was when Rose was dying and Damon was giving her that moment of peace. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about too. And I really like that these two, that the boys are both, like they're, they're proponents of this, I guess you could say. Um, mm -hmm. They're both the ones doing this because, you know, you can't show your emotions to a person while they're still alive. You have to wait until they're dying. That's how toxic masculinity works, you know? <laughs> um, Caroline looks through Liz's memory and this is so fucked up it's so they're so evil for this they're they so fucking evil for this like like why would they do that to me actually so let's talk about evil. it because why would why would you write that why would you say let's write this let's film this let's make it worse so they go back to a, so Caroline goes back to a memory where it was uh, her mom teaching her how to ride a bike. And mind you, earlier in the episode, they always already referenced this moment. And um, <laughs> young Caroline is like, I don't want to learn. I can't do it. I'm going to fall off. Uh, and Liz is like, you know, I'm holding you up, sweetheart. You can't fall. Uh, and the shot like changes uh, to look instead of looking at Caroline and Liz, it's just looking at Caroline's back as she's riding away on her bike. And uh, young Caroline is like, don't let go. And Liz is like, I won't not until you're ready. And young Caroline says, don't let go. I'm not ready. Uh, but Liz has already let go of the bike and she's on her own. I want to cry again. I want to cry again. This scene. This is like so cruel. This is so fucked up. This is this so is literally up. like I'm. There's tears in my eyes again. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't. Tears I can't. In my eyes too. I can't think about this scene and not cry. <laughs> like, like the act of of teaching your kid how to ride a bike, right? Yeah. The the symbolic symbolic nature of that of like them growing up yeah and having to go on without you you're they're so evil for writing for that they're like, so fucked up for this and the way that like caroline isn't sure she's ready to live without her mom but she's already but doing she, it she just doesn't know right, it yet right 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 the way that liz has this fucking steadfast faith in caroline this is so fucked up. This is so it's fucked like, up. It's so evil. It's so like on, fucked on up a and different evil. level. Like, like only an insane person would write this. You would like think about this, and then it's like, let's get that in there. Like, Vampire Diaries writing room. You will fucking hear from me. Right. <sighs> you're gonna you're gonna hear from me specifically because. Oh. <sighs> Jordan They're and so I evil. aren't joking, by the way. We are we were both wiping tears out of our eyes. Like 
this is so fucked up. And then like, like Caroline comes back to the modern day in the, in her hospital room and she's like, mom. And then it flatlines. And then the last fucking shot of the episode is Stefan reaching over and turning off the oh. monitor. Okay. And then also, also, also not only this. Okay. I don't remember the name of the song. Let me look up the name of the song. Um, oh my God. It's so fucked it? up. I think it's no, it's not the it's not that one. Which one is it? Uh, hold on. There's a song playing this in the background by Gabrielle Applin, who is it's like one of, and it's so fucked oh, up. Yeah, there we go. There we go. It's called Alive. Yes, that like mind you, the they, this is like the second song from this album that they're playing. Okay, <laughs> they really this like is the second album. song from this album that they're playing. Um, from this, I think it's this season or last season. They played another one of her songs. It was like home or salvation, one of them. Um, and like all of the songs on this album are so like heartbreaking in different ways. Yes. Like like ready to question is about like questioning your relationship with God and if they're really out there because you're like struggling with like life. Um, please don't say you love me. Obviously, by the title, it's about like being scared of love. Like, like all these songs are like literally the most heartbreaking songs you've ever heard, and some of them are like to the saddest music, like background instrumental. The fact that they chose to play alive in this moment, like it was a whole nother level of fucked up. Because I've cried to that song. Okay, like, let me. Let me read some of this lyric, some of these lyrics for you, because this is what was playing in the background. It's emotional terrorism. Emotional terrorism. Okay. Okay. I think this is the one that was um, playing the most. It's and all your worries will escape through the door and you wake up all alone on the floor. It's not too late. Just rely on me now. It's so fucked up. So fucked up. So fucked up. Like, like. Like, uh, or like this, this second verse, nine months on and people fade. I wouldn't be here at all. I wouldn't be here at all. Cause I fell in line at a different place and it wasn't my fault. No, it was never my fault. Like, like imagine playing this. <laughs> I just, it's just, it's like another level of cruel. It's just so fucked up. Like this, this is one of, and it's so crazy because this is like one of the most like heartbreaking episodes ever. This is a really the- heartbreaking episode. There's also this really good, um, thank you for pointing this out to me, Vampire Diaries Wiki, my best friend. There's a really good uh, TV guide article about why they did it this way. I'm going to post mm-hmm. it in our chat here real quick. Okay. But- I really like, and they mentioned that, like, there's no big mystery to why Elena's parents died. Uh, just, like, there's no sort of, like, rhyme or reason why cancer happens, you know? Like, right. it's so right. good. Yeah. I yeah. also... Also, they Like, I'm just about- reading their decisions right now, and just like, damn, you guys... I know. Uh, I want to read this quote here um, uh, from Julie Pleck in this article. And basically she's talking about the decision to not have Caroline there when um, 
when Liz speaks her last words. And uh, Julie Plex says the original pitch for this episode was like a bucket list, but she'd take a turn for the worse before she could do the last thing. So Caroline would go into her mind and give her that last thing. But once the writer's room broke that investigative storyline involving the parents, we realized the closure in that mystery put her to sleep like we went that way. In the midst of all the pain and sadness, there's a beauty and peace to be found in your last moments and to send somebody off feeling like a character feeling like a char- like a character gave them something that's really important. Yeah. I fucking It was like I think the writing of this death like the decisions made were like really tasteful for the character and like said something really interesting about death. Mhm. Right? Um And I feel like a lot of the time with this show, they have interesting things to say, but they don't always say it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, with the whole plot line of, I mean, of the of of Caroline's dad dying. Yeah. Caroline's dad becoming a gay mega mind. Yeah. Right. Like there's like or like even like the things about like about vampires or like yeah like with the Caroline dad moment about her becoming a vampire and it kind of being a sort of commentary on like gay people in a way but like them not outright like saying anything like that or putting any commentary towards that and you kind of having to infer most of that. Yeah it's called um. TVD does this a lot. It's called signposting where they just sort of like say the things, the themes of the episode, and you sort of have to figure out where they stand on them yourself. Um, Right. Yeah. This one, I feel like they were much more clear about what they wanted to say Mm -hmm. and were able to then craft this entire story around it, which I think it was like a really nice tribute in a way to Liz and her role in the story and her as a character yeah I think there's like you can think about it and be sad that it happened like this all you'd like but I think this was probably the best way for Liz to go and get sort of written Mm -hmm. off I think this was the most thematically relevant way for her to get written off and I think this is one of there's a reason why why this is like one of the worst deaths in TVD. It's because it actually matters and it hurts mm-hmm. so bad every time like it's the first time. Like, right. I don't care how many times you've watched this episode, you're still going to tear up at that very end of like, don't let go, mom. Like, come on. Right. Just, what? God. <sighs> And the way they end it too, with the with the flat line going off and then Stefan pressing the button, like that was that was so like artistic. You know what I mean? Chris. Chris, director Chris, you did such a good fucking job here, dude. Like, oh. God. They also talked about um, this TV guide article is actually really funny because Julie Plek talks about how um, how basically, uh, 
Liz Forbes was on the chopping block of death since episode four of season one, which if you remember, <laughs> she was introduced in episode three. So honestly, shout out to Liz Forbes for making it this long, bitch. You did it. You, you did it. You did it. You did it. We did it, Oh Joe. my God. We did it. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so insane. They were like, let's introduce Caroline's mom and then kill her. I mean, to be fair, they were like tossing Caroline around like a they piece were doing of paper. Her so dirty. Uh-huh. <laughs> like like for season one. Like, just remember that whole Damon plotline? Oh my god. The fact that Caroline and Damon are now like siblings in grief is so fucked up. Right, because Actually. like he was so, like, I feel like it's so hard to think about Damon because like you just remember like all the nasty, horrible, despicable things he's done. And you're like, how can you guys be friends with him? And then unfortunately, you sort of remember that Caroline's mom kind of basically adopted Damon like you would a semi-feral dog. And like, then you're like, uh, oh, OK, you kind of have to deal with him. <laughs> right. I don't know what to fucking say to finish this episode. I'm sad about it. It was just sad. It's just sad. It was just a sad, good episode. I think overall, I think genuinely, this is one of the best. This is the most impactful death in TVD, period. Mm -hmm. Everybody else can choke. No offense. This one, though, this one hurts. And I think it is because it's so, like, normal. Right. I think that's what makes it so fucked up. Is like everybody else is dying from fucking leprechauns jumping down their throats or whatever. But Liz Forbes is like dying of cancer. And that happens every day. Like, <laughs> God. Ah. This is so fucked up. This episode's so fucked up. It's like bringing a human element back into the show at a time when i think the show desperately needed something to anchor it i think this is such a good anchor also it it kicks off a really funny storyline for one character and i it's like my favorite Oh, okay. There's such a fucked up game of telephone that happens in the back half of season six that like really makes me giggle. I'm looking forward to it. You'll see. A certain character enters her Kesha era and you're not going to know what I mean by that until it happens. Anyway, Jordan, what are you ranking this episode? And I like I don't think it's an actual 10 out of 10 because of all the filler, but I, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 because Liz was just so good. And I'm also giving it a 10 out of 10 because it just sure there's filler. But when I remember this episode, I'm not going to remember how much the filler pissed me off like I will some other right, episodes. Right. You know what I'm going to remember? The fact that right. I fucking cried like a baby, right. like a goddamn Every time. baby. Right. Like they 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 managed to pull it off so well it gets a 10 out of 10 for me like i don't really care about anything else that happens like that's a 10 out of 10 now here's the harder question Mm -hmm. who's the mvp this episode oh (laughs) caroline um young caroline mm. 
Is it Caroline? I don't think so. Is it Damon again? I feel like Somehow? I feel like it kind of is Damon. And oh then I know we did. We, we kind of just already gave him one, but I think it is him again. It's Damon two times in a row. Right. Like what is going on right now? Two times in a row and so long after he had gotten his last MVP. Like, we're finally right. coming back around. <laughs> <laughs> like, Listen, who would have thought? Enjoying thought? Damon, it comes in waves. And sometimes the waves just don't hit the shore. But sometimes when they hit, man, they hit. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. God, Jordan, this episode is so fucked up. This episode it's so, has me so like, fucked up. It's so cruel and sickening in a way. It's like... Sick and twisted. It's like... It's it's like it's confronting everybody's fears. Like real human fears. And that's what makes it so sick. And this episode, oh, this episode is so good if you don't know what comes after it. You know, like this episode is a perfect little time capsule. It's just so good. Anyway, fuck. That's it for this episode of Afterbite, I think. I don't think we have anything else. You can find us on uh, social media platforms at AfterbitePod. Uh, if you want to, you can leave us a voice message here on Anchor. If you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that would help out a lot. Thank you. Uh, next time on Afterbite, Season 6, Episode 15, Let Her Go. Ooh. Oh, man. Mm, man. Oh, I, I don't know what to. Uh, oh, there's, oh, it's the funeral episode. It's, a, it's oh. the funeral episode. Okay. Damon has to write that eulogy, man. Oh, I hope that goes well. Oh, God. That's it. Fuck. Call your mom. <laughs> tell, tell your mom you love them. Call your fucking mom, dude. God. Like, I don't think we have any, like...